mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Hello. We're coordinating. We are. I mean, I I saw what you were wearing, so I ran and changed all in like one minute I, I it was very impressive when we started the zoom call I she was I, you it was so fast that I I thought I was crazy because was you like, no. you had walked away and then I came back and you were still like gone and so I was like should I fuck with her or should I tell her the t- truth so thank you because I was just like 
I just automatically assumed I was wrong. <laughs> I just assumed that I like was misremembering. Yep. You shout out your shout out where you got your sweater from. My sweater is from M Print, not I M, but just M Print Boutique. And you're not related to them at all. There's no nepotism. There is no, no favoritism. None. No, I didn't get the friends, family, and fire discount. Um, I've been fired about twelve times. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, um, welcome to Don't Blame Me. This is an advice podcast. I'm Megan. My co-host here is Melissa. Hello. Hi. We are Eminem. Um, you might be wondering, are the iconic chocolate candies based off of you two? Yes, they actually mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to be? I'm the chocolate. You're the candy coated. <laughs> oh. Facts. 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 Well, this is an advice podcast. Um, We listen to your voicemails. You call in, you tell us what's going on in your lives, and we give you our amazing advice. And if you're new here and you're like, why are these bitches giving me advice? Your your guess is as good as mine. You you landed here. You how did you get here? Let us know. Put it in the comments on the YouTube previews, because you know, we don't really get comments except for uh Bots, sex bots, mm-hmm. sex bots. What a type of bot, too. I mean, if you're going to be a bot, That's be a bot sex to be. one. Be a sex one. Um, if you want to call in, you can leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail We ask that uh, if you are eighteen years or older, or you get your parents' permission to call in. I do not want your mom yelling at me, um, or your guardian, whoever is in your life that can uh, sign off on that. We say that, but I'll be honest. I don't know how many people who are under eighteen are calling in. Not anymore. In the beginning, yes. But yeah. I think even those that, that were in high school then, they're like in college now. Or Inevitably, they did age. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, uh, I'm timeless, so I don't know. Facts. <laughs> facts. We give all of our advice from our own experiences and our own life and our own opinions. And if you have a different set of opinions, that's totally fine. But people who call into the podcast... Nobody calls in before they listen. People know what they're getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it all comes from like a place of love, how we talk to our friends. And yeah, can you tell I read some negative reviews of people who are like, they're so mean. No, it's a, uh, that's a lie. Megan's so mean. <laughs> if it wasn't for Melissa, <laughs> this podcast. Mm. Well, um, we love it. We love our community. And um, anything else? What's new with you? Mm, oh well this is this episode is coming out um the week of new year's <gasps> thank god so are you uh making any resolutions uh not to die it's the goal great I would, great resolution yeah not dying not killing any, anybody mm-hmm. is another resolution of mine i hope it'll be easy mm-hmm. <laughs> so far knock on wood hasn't happened yet um what else would my other resolutions be? I don't know. I don't know. I'll think on it. What about you? Do you have okay. resolutions? Um, well, a goal is to sell scripts. Okay, so that can be one of mine. Yeah. I mean, okay, if so- I sell, then you're coming along because you're attached to all of them anyway. Well, that's what I mean. So, so I'm just going to piggyback off of your resolutions. <laughs> and my resolution list will just say, ditto. At. See Yours Melissa's is to list. Act. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I also want to get out of this fucking pandemic that's not really a resolution <laughs> yeah. for myself but for like the u.s uh, we and, should, yeah we should make some country <laughs> resolution and i'm going to be you know i just want to be back on my bad bitch behavior like wear some heels leave the house 
I want I wanna, that too. Res- I mean, last year I couldn't complete my resolution. Last year was to be a hoe, so I need that to come back. I mean, that's not going to be till like end of next year because I'm not going to trust anybody till they've been on the vaccine for at least six months. But you but can start the person. You I don't have to start- act on mm-hmm. it. You can start the the internal and it's like mm-hmm. the, the the one that only involves you yes exactly i want to say thank you to everyone that listens to the podcast that has stuck with us through this year because it's changed a lot mm-hmm. um i also want to thank the people that work on this podcast shout out to amanda who we haven't seen since I march was literally thinking about her today being like i wonder i, I need to reach out i wonder how she's mm-hmm. doing it's so sad i know so she was our camera person for anybody that doesn't know. Shout out to Chris, who listens to the show. He does I'm our audio sorry, Chris. <laughs> he actually, I forgot like that he like active, like I know that he listened to the show, listens to the show, but like I forget that he listens to the show, you know, like mm-hmm. it's his job to listen, which he's listening right now. But he gave us a very, let me, let me tell you what he said. <gasps> oh my God. Does he like us? Well, I'm I've afraid that every I've known him for a long time. So I know that he likes me. Right, Chris? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like you? A lot of people. Really? You, yes. I, you have that you have that vibe. You have the universally everyone wants to be your friend, but they know That's that you thing. don't want to be their friend. But I, everybody wants to be my friend. I don't want to be their friend. And then they pick up on it real quick and then uh, don't want to be my friend and then don't like me. Um, <laughs> Not their fault that you're better. <laughs> he said he, he was submitting his invoices for last month. And he said, here we go into, into December. Fuck 2020. And then in parentheses, although listening to you and Megan commiserate on the subject has been quite a comfort. Aww. Oh my so god. Thank you, Chris. Chris, thank you. That makes me so happy to hear. And then I love my right hand woman, Katrina, who's always, you know, there. Katrina. She's like, you know, the 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 unseen heart of the show. She creates our graphics. She does the editing. She writes the descriptions. Yeah. She's, she's the great. fucking best. Mm-hmm. She's always been the fucking best. And she's also, I think one of the things that's been so like the, because the people we work with normally are Amanda and Katrina and Mm -hmm. like Katrina moved back, but like for a long period of time, it was like, you know, all of us. And so I miss the aspect of like, when we had like a guest on that we knew Katrina would love and like, mm-hmm. we're like, Oh my God, I can't, we we have to tell her where we can see her expression. And like, I love that kind of shit. Or like yeah. the fact that Amanda was not only like our camera up and doing like fantastic stuff, like, but she was also like a built-in laugh track and like always made me know that I was being funny. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, yeah, I, it's, it's so weird to think that like we have, it, it feels like we've been in like doing the show this way for so long yet also like, that stuff feels like just yesterday yeah and you know i miss it and yeah i appreciate like we are so happy with all the listeners and especially people who have um been in like the really uh great position and um who have been able to like become part of like be on our patreon like we really appreciate it we know it's like we know we're not unique in the sense that like it's been a tough time Mm -hmm. uh for our show it's also a tough time for people job like jobs across across the world and so the people who have been able to um support our show has been like so fantastic and so we want to thank all of our patrons and also everyone who just like you know listens and leaves reviews and is in our facebook group and like the community i think 
I feel like we all have trauma bonded throughout yeah. this. And like, yeah. I love, I just, yeah, I, I love it. And we're, we're, we're so grateful for all of you. We really are. And yeah. Also let us know what your new year's resolutions are so I can um, steal some. Because <laughs> I need some. Uh, so we have been starting our episodes with our new favorite fucking part. It's, I guess it's still kind of new. I mean, it's new to me and us. It's, it's still new. I mean, it's, we're seven seasons deep. So like. Oh, that's true. It brings me so much joy. Um, and uh, we're going to get a live update from someone who has called, who's been on a previous episode. And they're going to give us um, the, the, the current haps. So give, what are you going to tell us where they're from? Or they tell us where they're from. They're going to tell us. They'll tell us. My call was actually the title of the podcast, and I was the caller whose boyfriend um, asked me to fart on him or fart while we were having sex. And I was super thrown off because we've been dating for five years, and he's never mentioned this before. And long story short, I was like, you know, I was, we had a great conversation, and it was pretty in depth over like how it's not really my thing. Um, but you know, I was welcome to new ideas and kind of working through it together. But my call was basically like, like, what do I do? I'm kind of taken back because this is the first time hearing of it. So I ended up taking your advice, which I kind of, which I should preface with, our first initial conversation was pretty like detailed and um, we got into a lot of the topics that you guys had questions about in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, I even said to him, I was like, you know, I want to make sure that I am meeting your needs in every aspect that I can and that includes sexually. And if I can't do that for you, um, you know, you can go and find someone else and that's okay. And if you need to go and explore, which like to a lot of people probably seems crazy. But to me, I'm just like, if you need to go off and I'm also his first girlfriend. So he has like never experienced things with other people. So I'm like, if you need to go do that, like I'll be here and whatnot. And he was like, oh my gosh, like I would never, I would never do that. And I said, okay, that's fine. So let's figure out what we can do with this. Mm -hmm. Um, so Megan, you mentioned you're like, oh my goodness, I have IBS. Well, I do too. Oh my God. I, okay. Relatable. So like one of the initial thoughts I had was number one, I can't fart on command. This isn't Fine. like, you know, it's just, I just can't. And the second thing is, um, I would be so afraid that I would shart. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I didn't, I kind of like, we briefly touched upon that for a second. I'm like, you want your girlfriend with IBS to fart? Like, do you know what's going to, like, what could happen? Do you and know the like, risks? <laughs> we need, Some yeah, people we need have scat con- fantasies That's what I mean. Too. You would have to have that fantasy too, because I can't promise you that I'm not going to give you that accidentally. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, and here, well, here's the other thing that really threw me off about it was I work in the medical field. And if I'm like on the phone on FaceTime with a coworker, and we're talking about a poop story or something, he freaks out. He cannot do any bodily fluids. Mm. So 
I was this whole time it's between a rock why, and a poop place. <laughs> I, that's why when he first told me, I was like super calm and non-judgmental, but at the same time, I go, "Is he joking?" Because like he is so he gets so grossed out by this stuff normally. So in our conversations that we have had, we've had now had multiple just to kind of work through it. But it was good because I think the initial conversation was him asking me. I asked my questions and then that's when I called and that I didn't say anything for a good two weeks. Like we didn't talk about it for a good two weeks. And then I listened to your advice and I go, okay, I like, we need to have this conversation again and talk about this a little bit more because he's probably still thinking about it too. And he was, um, I asked him too. I said, have you like tried watching porn or anything that has involves this with it? And he goes, yeah, I did. And it like wasn't great, but it was fine. So it's just kind of, there's like a lot of touch and go. But at the end of the day, the conversation ends up being, I'm not comfortable with it for multiple different reasons. And here's why. If you need to find a way to like, you know, that you feel like this is a need, then you need to go do that and figure it out. Because for me, this, this doesn't work. And he was like, no, I think it was, you know, he goes, this was a very new thing for me. I've never had something like this before. So I think it's something that I'll get over. And he said, well, I I don't want you to like try and get over something. You should kind of see where it's coming from and explore it. And he was like, no, like, I'll probably stick with it for a little bit. But, um, from here on in, it's, you know, it's, he goes, obviously he goes, it's not something I would ever, I would never pressure you to do anything you didn't want to. And he goes, and I'm not going to go and, you know, lose our relationship over this one thing. And he goes, and regardless, you know, we still have great sex. So, it, I mean, we kind of, we figured it out. I mean, it's still there every once in a while. If I do fart in front of him, he's like, he looks at me and I'm like, back down <laughs> wait I think that's actually kind of cute like knowing that he's like not pressuring you at all or anything like that but like as opposed to like people who feel like they have to hide their farts in our secret way other like when you do it it's like there's a winky face on the end like Oop, I just farted <laughs> that's true and I guess it's kind of like an inside joke now yeah. that really no one else will know and be like okay I don't know what they're laughing about now but whatever um so the good thing about it is like going back and opening up this conversation was that we, I mean, we've always had really great communication, but even more so now because it honestly is a pretty uncomfortable subject, especially when there's something new in a relationship after a while. So we are able to go in and have kind of deeper conversations. And we got back on the topic of like, why are we not as sexual as we have in the past. And it really came down to, it's like never been his problem. It's been my problem. And like, I've talked to my doctors about it. I'm like, why do I have a low libido? I just like never want to have sex anymore and this and that. And it came down to me realizing my daddy issues are coming through. Um, we, of our five years we've been dating, three of them have been long distance Mm -hmm. because I'm in grad school. And what happens is, especially during quarantine, like I didn't see him for six months. And then for him to come over, it's a whole process. Like I have to get work off for a few days because I work in healthcare and he has, I mean, he works from home. So he's fine, but he still gets tested and I get tested. And then he's with me for a few weeks. But there was a day that 
we, he was like with me for two weeks. It was awesome. We had great sex. And then he goes, Oh, Hey, like so-and-so and I are going to like one of his friends, one of our friends from college, he goes, so-and-so is, uh, wants to meet up for lunch with me tomorrow. So I think I'm going to go home tomorrow. And then I completely shut off and shut down. And the next week I had a conversation with him about it. And I was like, I don't know if you realize, but like when we're together, we don't have sex until the fourth day. And I think this is why. And he was like, I have realized that it's always on the fourth day. And, but if I'm leaving the next day, it doesn't happen. And so he is super awesome. And he is like, whatever you need to do and like work through it, I'll always be here. So to me, he's always been a keeper for me and he still is. And for you know anyone listening, just continually have open conversations and communication because it just will help build your relationship. A hundred percent. Is he, this is something that I just thought of now. Um, what, how does he feel about queefing? Because queefing is like a natural, it makes a similar noise. Does it need to come from the, and also when you queef, it's not like, could he close his eyes and pretend it's coming from your butt? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's actually a really good point. So I used to, I used to queef actually. Now I haven't. (laughs) Really? Oh, like on command. I have a friend who queefs. Like literally she figured out how to queef on command when we were like teenagers. And she's like, look what I figured out how to do. And it was really funny. That's amazing. Yeah, it's great. That's actually really interesting. I never even thought about that. But he, uh, well, I, he lost his virginity to me. So everything sexually is very new to him. And not anymore, but it was. So like the first time I queefed, he literally looked at me and was like, did you just fart? And like, didn't freak out. But he was like, oh my God, like what? You know, but this was like five years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's a queef. And I like explained it and he was like, oh, okay. And he just like got used to it. But I wonder if it's a pussy fart. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to ask him that now and be like, what if I learn how to cleave on command from and also, Megan. It's and just positions. Like that's really the easiest mm-hmm. way to do it. Like if you have like, if your like butt is up in the, if you're like up in the air enough and it's an angle and he like pulls fully out and then you're like, you're, you're, you're just, you're, the vagina's up here and your head is down here. Like you're on this angle and he's pulling fully out and you're like open. And, then that's how you get the air in there. Perfect. And it's then it'll happen. Fine. And then you that. stand up and walk and then they'll yeah. just be like, you just like, it's like when you come back from the beach and there's like sand falling out, you just like qu- take it. I, that's my, I literally make like, I laugh every fucking time where I'm walking and I'm like, I'm just getting my queefs out. So sorry. So sorry. <laughs> and I feel like there's that could no work. sharding. There's no, no. Right. This sounds like the solution. Truthfully, I think the queefing thing is the smartest thing I've ever said. I think if you, that like, was, I think it if really you think was. all of the things I've said on the podcast, who care anything I've ripped off from my therapist? No, I think this is actually the smartest thing I've ever said in my life. Mm-hmm. Should have been should have been my college essay. Why queefing is comparable to farting. <laughs> <laughs> queefing is the fart of the pussy. And therefore You know uh that trend of people making uh stupid uh uh slideshows with their friends. You should do it. Moss has been Moss has been begging for us to do one. He wanted to do there one so bad. I love but it. Don't tell him. No, I won't. Hello, Megan and Melissa. I'm calling because my boyfriend has a young sugar mama. I don't know how to feel or what I should do. I'm a 22 year old Aquarius. I've known my 21 year old Aquarius boyfriend 
for over two years, but we've only been together for a little over six months. She's my first relationship, and it's amazing. It's everything I wanted, and my best friend. But a couple months ago, we were just talking, and the topic of sugar babies came up. He told me that he had a girl that he used to work with that would give him money. He also said that she liked him a lot, but she had a boyfriend. She's also 21. He was very open about the conversation and answered all my questions. He said that he hadn't gotten money from her in a while. Well, the other day, I was looking at his phone and noticed a name I didn't recognize on his text messages. When I looked through them, I realized it was that girl. The conversation wasn't flirty, and he did mention me in the messages, so I'm not worried about anything going on there. But she's been giving him money for the past month. It ranged from 50 to $150. In my eyes, that's kind of a lot. I don't know if that is to other people. He also asked her for a $200 monthly allowance. This whole thing makes me feel very uncomfortable. I feel like he's using the girl for money. I feel bad for her. I know if I confront him about it, he will think that I don't trust him and wonder why I was looking through his messages. Well, I do trust him. It's just, I'm curious. I just want to know. I feel like everyone does that. But the big problem is, is that I pay for 60% of our stuff. When we go out to eat, I pay for that. Which at first, I didn't mind because I don't pay a lot in bills. I don't pay rent. I live at home. But he pays a lot more than I do. Um, He helps his family out, too. But now I don't know, but now I know he's been getting money, which makes me mad. I don't know if he's embarrassed because he doesn't have enough money. I feel bad for the girl. I don't know if I should feel bad for her because she's willingly giving him money. But it just makes me feel weird because she's 21, like, younger than me. Um, How should I confront him about it? I know you guys will, like, tell me the right way because, I don't know, I feel like he'll just get upset that he knows, like, that I went through his phone, um, but I've been listening to you guys forever. Um, I love you guys. Please give me advice. Um, you can go as harsh as you want, or you can just do whatever. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. I love that Aquarius energy. If um, she if she hadn't even told us, I would have been like one hundred percent. Okay, so uh, first of all, kudos to this sugar mama for like having. Like, usually Sugar Mama, like, goes younger, and he's, like, the same age, so she's on her shit. She's powerful. Yeah. Um, Second, you shouldn't feel bad for her at all because she's willingly doing this. Like, this is her thing. This is what she wants to do. It's not... You shouldn't feel bad or uh, embarrassed or anything for her. People who um, we have, I think, I don't know what episode, we might have talked about it in multiple ones that she's been on, but Kelsey Dare, we've talked about it with her on this, um, that uh, like thin doms or financial dominance or like sugar, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think it gets looked at not in a, a sexual way when it, it is sex work. Like it, it, it truly is mm-hmm. sex work. And it doesn't necessarily mean that there are, um, I mean, I'll be most of the time in a lot, even like, yeah, Kelsey said this, that like, it's very, very hard to find someone who like the only thing that gets them that there isn't anything else sexual attached to it, but that it being able to provide for someone, think of it like how I get off giving, giving a blowjob. It's Mm -hmm. that same sort of feeling. It's not like, oh, I feel like, oh, I feel bad. This person's being taken advantage of like, no, no, no. They are turned on by 
asserting financial dominance or giving someone money that mm-hmm. turns them on. Like that's that that that's what it is. So like, there's no need to feel bad for her at all because if it was, he's not <laughs> the the being like a sugar baby is. So, I mean, for, for, it's, a, it's a career, like it's a full blown career, but it's the origin of it is because there's a demand. There are mm-hmm. people who want to. And just because like she is younger and she is like a woman, I think. Yeah, I think if it was if the, and I think if the gen, if it was like switched and like the ages and the genders were switched, it would feel more, quote unquote, normal. But there's nothing like it happens with in every sort of there's lots of like powerful women and also women just who have money. Who cares mm-hmm. where she? Yeah, I think that there's. I don't see any issue with that as like a whole. And I would say like you feeling uncomfortable that like you are paying for more stuff in the relationship. I think there need like, I feel like for you, you would, if he hadn't like lied and said that like, that's what you should be mad at. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you are mad about. But I think that like, it's just manifesting it in these different ways because it is kind of a, it is a different situation. We kind of assume that that's probably like, oh, that's probably why I feel uncomfortable. Like I feel weird about the situation. I think you just, if he hadn't, because you know that he is paying for family and all that kind of stuff. And I think if you, you already know that. And I think if you know that the money that he is getting is also helping out and that's why he's not contributing more to you guys because it's not like fun money, quote unquote, it's, Stuff that's like helping him keep his like family afloat and support his family. But yeah, going through anyone's phone, you knew, like you knew. I want to know though. So I'm assuming based on how you worded it, her name either. Oh, maybe, maybe he didn't tell you her name to begin with. Or her name was under like a code name in his phone because you scrolled and then you figured out who it was. You figured it out, yep. Because if it was a code name... I think that's probably also making you more nervous and then feeling guilty because she really likes him, blah, blah, blah. I think you... uh, I mean, there's... Do you want him to know that you've been looking in his phone is the first question you should ask yourself because that's the only way that you're going to get down to the truth because he's already lied to you. Yeah, you, and- you you guys had a full conversation and all he had to say in this conversation is that she's still giving me money and that and he didn't he said that he hasn't got money from her in a while and that was a bold-faced lie and mm-hmm. he's asking for more money so that's like the part of it that i wouldn't trust he's yeah. lied to you no 100 percent, and it also really doesn't why someone's someone's intentions behind what they do doesn't negate how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like it, do, it's like if you made him lying, whether he was like lied for a good reason or not, you can look at it and say, like, see, like, oh well, I, he maybe he lied because he's embarrassed. Like that's fine. Like you can recognize that and still not be okay with it. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to understand someone's motive and why they might feel a certain way, and that doesn't have to like that doesn't mean that you have to feel okay with it or change how you feel about it at all. It's something to consider. But um, yeah, I wonder, I, yeah, I would wonder the, the selective, I think it's always so fucking frustrating too. the selective truth where he like, it tells you, he tells you it in the past tense mm-hmm. and it's in the present tense. And so it becomes something like he kind of gauges your reaction 
and then is like, okay, and then doesn't really like let you know what else is going on. But the only way that you can go to get to the bottom of this, like you said, you only know this information from looking through his phone. So there's no other way for you to obtain this information. So you have two options. Um, either you and there's one that I think you should take and I will tell you, <laughs> you have two options. Either you are upfront and honest and you say, hey, I did something I'm not proud of. I went through your phone and point blank, I shouldn't have done that. I really apologize. I invaded your personal space and your personal boundaries and that's on me and that's that's not something I should have done and I like deeply regret doing that. In doing that, I found something that kind that that makes me feel uncomfortable and I'm a little confused by because it goes against what we've talked about. Um, but I wanted to be really honest with you. I'm not happy at all that like how I found this out, but I'm not able to kind of just move on knowing this. And I shouldn't have looked through your phone and I really apologize for this, but like I really need to have a conversation about this. Or you can strategize something where you're sitting next to him and you like or you like say like oh my friend or I texted you or something like let me see something and then the text messages and you're like oh who's that person and you can and then you discover it with him but but you're in also, doing that you're you're lying yep. yeah and you're not giving him when you want someone to be truthful with you you have to sh- just show by example. And so I've fucking done that before. We're like, I've, I've, I've a hundred percent fucking snooped and found out someone's lying about something. And I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try and get the truth out of you by lying to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you that I trust you enough to lie to you, that to, to be honest with you and say like, blah, blah, blah. And then you can do the same, but it's really fucking hard to expect people to be truthful with you when you're not being truthful with them. And when you also, telling someone that you've done something that you're not proud of and you're like, you know, was wrong and you're embarrassed by also shows I respect you enough to tell you this and to give you the, the, to, to, to give you the ability to do with this information, what you want. I'm not going to withhold this. And then if you don't want to be with me because I've done that, that's all, that's your right. I'm giving you like full, uh, I don't know, whatever rain, giving you the reins on this situation. And I also trust our relationship enough to know that, honesty is only going to bring us closer together and I have nothing to gain from lying to you. Mm-hmm. And I, leading by example, I think is the best thing that you can do. But also when doing that, just owning the fact that it wasn't okay to go through his phone and you regret that. And if he, if he defaults to that and that becomes the issue and like it's not being talked about what you found, Cause I'll be, this is the thing. when you snoop, you know, you're going to find something. And so you have to apologize for looking through the phone. But if you, if it's worth it to bring it up to a person, they are comparable crimes. So if so, if he's going to then turn it on you, that's not, that's not a good sign. And that's also indicator of, oh, there's more that I don't know. And you're trying to gaslight me. So then I don't find out what the rest of it is. Because it's kind of you're on an even playing field when you do that. Like when you admit your own fault, like what you did when you snoop and then you find you're even playing field. But if he makes it feel like what you did was worse. Snip, snip. Time to go, baby. Time to go. But also, I would also say, too, um, if he has talked to his like sugar mom about you before. Um. If he, if you guys like get to a point where like this is like you guys are working through this and it's fine, I would ask him if it's like comfortable if you can have a conversation with her. 
because she knows about you. So like a lot yeah. of the time, those relationships, you keep your, you, you keep the mystery of like that alive because mm-hmm. it like adds to it. But like she clearly is okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that might ease your anxiety uh, or stress worrying about like him hurting her or something like that. And you can also, yeah, suss out that situation that way if they're both comfortable. Yeah. But let him get his bag, but don't let him lie. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Call get your out. bag, but don't lie about it. Yeah. I would, yeah, just talk to him. See if he is truthful with you. If he continues to lie, get out. And it doesn't matter why he's lying. No. If he's embarrassed or anything like that, if you can show him that, hey, I just need the truth. Mm-hmm. But some people, they can't. Some people have a really hard time telling the you truth. You can't handle the truth. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> but, and you can't control that. And that's something that they have to like work. That's a, that's a therapy thing. Mm-hmm. Compulsive lying as an adult is like a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to uh, grow out of and work on, but it's also not your responsibility to be a truth seeker. Well, right. I would love to know what happens. Um, Please call yeah. back. And if anyone who has, we, we've got like sex, work, sex workers who listen to our show, but if anyone mm-hmm. who specifically does like Findom or sugar babying stuff, uh, that's, I guess like s- sexual or not, this doesn't, I don't think, I mean, I would love to, we would love to hear from those that like, cause yeah, I'm just regurgitating from someone I know. We would love to hear from you. Please. Please. Hey, Megan and Melissa. So I just recently turned 20 and I also just recently entered into my first relationship. Um, we've been seeing each other for about a month and a half, but we just became, um, like official a couple weeks ago. Um, and it's going really great. Um, I feel like I'm pretty like jaded by guys. Like I just, I don't, I don't know why, but, um, yeah, I really, really like him. Um, and, Presumably, he really likes me, too. So it's going great. Um, The only thing that I'm kind of tripping about is um, one of his, like, friends that are girls, like, requested to follow me on Instagram. And I I thought it was his cousin at first because he has a bunch of cousins. And he, I asked him, like, oh, who's this? And he was like, oh, that's um, my friend from college. And... The only reason why I'm kind of like chipped up about it is because she looks somewhat similar to me. She's um, a ginger and that is like very much his type. And, you know, they also seem just pretty close because he told her about me and then she requested to follow me on Instagram. So they seem pretty close. And like when I was in his car, like um, his Apple CarPlay thing came up and it shows like, you know, who you texted most recently and like she was on there. So they seem pretty close. And um, also on her Instagram feed, she had a picture from way back when of them going to like a college dance together. Um, So I haven't like asked him like if they ever dated or whatever, or if he had feelings for her. I mean, it's hard to believe he wouldn't (laughs) considering like she's exactly his type and they're, they clearly get along well. Um, I just don't know how to bring it up. Like, I feel weird because she just looks really similar to me. And I just hope that there's not some weird, like, counter-transference thing going on. I just, I feel like it's bothering me and I'm feeling, like, jealous. Um, but I don't know if that's just, like, my insecurity speaking. And I, I don't know if I'm overreacting or just how to bring it up. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any advice on, like, a way for me to bring this up, um, 
that'd be great. I, I do feel really comfortable around him, like fully. I, I just don't want to sound like jealous or anything. So yeah, any advice would be appreciated. Thank you. I'm gonna. This is sus as fuck. I think this is sus as fuck. Yeah, I don't think you're jealous. I think you're cautiously like looking into something as you should. I think you're seeing something that's clearly fucking black and white or ginger and ginger. (laughs) I think you're seeing something that is like apparently like this is I'm not even seeing this girl and hearing you say this. And you're also probably downplaying that, like how much you guys like look alike, because it's hard when you you personally look like someone. You don't see it as much. You are. I I don't even have the visual. And I know you're not fucking crazy. And I know you're not being jealous. This is just like. It is it is too big of a coincidence. And I would say I does he have other female friends? Because um I mean what if it, they're all gingers? He just wants to be surrounded by gingers. As told that by sounds Ginger like there's, is his favorite TV show. And just that sounds like there's an end game of an orgy and like him <laughs> just in the middle. But no, because if he has if I think the I, I maybe I'm not even saying that you need to do this at all, but I think it depends on like your comfort level before like bringing it up to him. Um, does he have like a lot of other female friends who because you're right in the sense that the only difference between our friends are we're not sexually attracted to them. Mm-hmm. And when you get along really well personality wise with somebody th- that sexual attraction is the only only fucking difference. Like that that's all there is to it. And if you look like her, like they obviously get along. They obviously talk all the time. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I mean, here, no, that's a lie. She, I think she added you because I would add you. And you know me because you listen. I would add you to be petty. I would like if, if I was like, if we were like, I don't know, on again, off again, or I don't know what their circumstance or situation is. It's a power move. I've done that to like not people in like this circumstance, but I've done it to like people like my friends have like dated. Like I added, I think I had Sid- Sydney's boyfriend on like Facebook, like before I ever met him, just being like, I'm just showing you his fucking boss. What's up, dude? I was like a co-star, adding someone on co-star. Like it's a power move. And especially because you don't, you don't know her. And like, there's no... I, yeah. And there's, there's just a boundary and territory. I would never request to follow anyone Leo is dating until I've met them. And like, can us like, hi, I am not like, we are friends just to make, do you know what I mean? Like, there's just a way you go about it. If you're not, if you're trying not to look like a, a ch- shitty. Also, since she requested you, that means that your profile is private, which even more like of a power move, because that means like, you know, you know, you, you know, I have done that. before. I love it, though. I think that's a very fun power trip when someone's private and you're fr- you're you're requesting them just to be like, I see you. And then they're like, <laughs> but she also might just be like a really nice person just to give the other side for this like what if she like they're just friends and she's super nice and she's like not into him at all maybe he he might have had like a little they might have had a little crush at some point but they decided you know we're just better as friends 
and she's like, I this is my best friend, and yeah. I want to see who this girl is that he's dating because I need to check her out to see if he's good enough, if she's good enough for him. I think that's totally possible. I think there it 50-50 chance that's that was her that was her motive behind it. It just missed the mark because she has a she has photos of him and her to get like there should have been I think there there kind of needs to be uh even like I don't know in that kind of like power move or whatever I would never do that to another like I've, I'm saying that I've done that before to like friends boyfriends I would never do that to another woman like I would mm-hmm. never do that in a way that like comes across that hey like I call the shots around here or like he needs my approval or like, like that kind of thing. Like, will I have conversations with like my guy friends who are like, I need you to meet this girl. And like, if you don't like her, I'm fucking out. Like you, I trust you, but I'm never going to do that to, cause like that's such an uncomfortable position to be in mm-hmm. and requesting you without sending a message or him saying, Hey, like so-and-so has like, it just is too eerie. If you look alike and too like, it's just one of those things that I'm like, they need to address the elephant in the room. Like, uh, that that should be something that is stated or said so it's not because here's the thing when I would rather someone be like overly cautious and telling me something versus then when I see like a picture of them at formal together and she looks weirdly like me and I'm like well that feels <laughs> that feels something like odd that is pretty easily misinterpreted so if it wasn't I would assume that either one of these parties would have like given me a heads up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how much you've heard about this girl. I think that's also like a question too. Um, because yeah, I mean, in these situations, I really feel for you because you, it, it's a really hard position to be in because you do wonder if you're feeling like jealous or you're being crazy or whatever, anything like that. But it's also it does take some effort and some thought process for the other two parties to make sure that you're comfortable and make sure whoever they're dating, like when you have like, when it is kind of like glaringly something you would think is pretty obvious that they definitely would have gotten together or whatever, there is a way to like respect each other's like relationships, even as a friend or anything like that. I think there's just a way to make you feel and also like you haven't been even dating that long and like I there's nothing that gives me more anxiety than like dating someone and meeting their friend group and they're all like so fucking tight and like so close and you just feel I hate feeling like an outsider in anything but especially with that kind of stuff you don't really feel like you have anyone in your corner and you don't really feel Mm -hmm. like you have the like and you do but like that you don't want to like ruffle any feathers of people who've been there before you and I just think that like it's just such like a, a yucky thing that people do when they don't make other people feel included and like wanted in a situation. And if there were like were like really great, like nice, wholesome intentions behind this, um, I think she should have just gone about it in a different way. And I honestly don't even fault. I mean, it's me. I'm automatically assuming it's the boy's fault. But like, I who knows? Do you know what I mean like she might not she might have assumed that he had told you that like, you had heard all about her and like they went to formal together and like, oh, they hooked up once, but they were not into each other at all anymore. And like, they're now like blah, 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 like a whole backstory, but you don't have that. So she might be going into this thinking that, you know, you, 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 you know I mean, that you're all on the same like mm-hmm. page and you're not, but the only person that you can talk to and the only person who actually owes you anything in this is him. I also take back what I said about her 
doing this as a power move. I do. Now that I've said the second option, which is her, I think that they definitely had something. And I think she thinks that you know. And I think that her requesting, like you said, is her disarming herself and like getting to know you to show that she's not a threat. But I don't think that you know all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what it is. I don't think it was an intentional... Uh, I don't think it was an intentional power move now. So I take that back. Yeah. Um, But got to have a combo with him. mm -hmm. All right, guys, we are going to take a break. Listen to the ad. And then we'll be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not 
getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you 
and listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. All right, we are back. Again, again, tell a friend about our podcast. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm going to get straight to the point. Um, so how do you break up with someone when they are financially um, dependent on you, need you for a home, need you for a car, um, basically need you for everything? How are you supposed to break up with someone like that? A um, little bit of specifics. I'm 23. My boyfriend is 22. We are both Scorpios. We're opposite end Scorpios. I'm like first day Scorpio and he's like one of the last days of Scorpio. I already know. Not a great start. Um, so we have been officially together for like two years, but there was a good three years before that where like we met in high school. He took my virginity and then for like three years, um, I was just super obsessed with him and we would just have sex in secret and he would be super fuckboy manipulative and mean to me. Um, and like that was just a whole incident at one point i even spent like a week in a mental hospital because of dealing with all of those things um so already relationship wasn't great everybody already told me not to do it and it was horrible um and then a couple of years in all this stuff happens in his life where he gets um fired from his job he gets his car repossessed and then his mom lives in a studio apartment and he has to stay on the couch in her studio um and during that time is when he finally decided to settle down stop fucking everyone else in the world and then fuck me in secret and be like actually gonna be your boyfriend now so then very quickly within like three months of us actually starting to date we moved out together um, he got a job where I have a job so that we could just share my car. It's been two years and we still share my car, even though we work at different jobs now. Like I work a night shift job specifically so that he can use my car. Okay, but that's kind of getting off track. I have tried to break up with him twice in this year. I tried to break up with him back in December and he had a full breakdown and told me that uh, I should just drop him off at the homeless shelter, give his dog back to the shelter, um, that I can sell all his stuff, uh, that he was going to die without me. He has nowhere to live. He can't go stay with his mom anymore because they have issues. Um, and basically, yeah, just guilt tripped me and then we ended up sleeping together and then staying together. And then moving to a new place, but now I'm the only one on this lease because of COVID. He didn't have a job and he had bad credit. So I'm the only one on this lease now until the end of the year. Um, and <laughs> I still kind of want to, not kind of, I still want to break up with him. And now I feel horrible, like leading him on because he 
obviously can tell that something is wrong, but I don't know what to say and I don't know what to do for the rest of the time of our lease. If I try to break up with him, I don't know where he'll go. Or if we do and then he leaves, I'm not positive how I'll pay for rent. I don't know. Girl, just help me out. (laughs) Bye. This boy is being so manipulative and abusive towards you. And he's using all that to keep you like in place so that you can provide for him uh, on a financial level. Like you're basically his parent at this point. You're taking care of him. You provide him with food, clothing, shelter. Um, You're there for him. It's he's just he's using you. There's a reason. There's a reason why he was a fuck boy for so long and then his life went to shit and he was ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. And there's also a reason why you wanted to when you told him that you wanted to break up, his reaction wasn't uh, about his feelings for you. His reactions were, well, what about the these things that you provide me? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming this is still the same kind of thing, but I know of financial abuse in a sense of someone who has. They keep it. they gatekeep the money and they're the ones yeah. who have the power and the money and they use mm-hmm. their money to assert power over people. But I would fully assume that that also can be in the reverse yeah. and someone who can be abusive in regards to mo- like someone else's money. Cause that's what the, it fully is that like, it's not like him convincing you, like he's gaslighting you and manipulating you. Like that's, it's so supremely, supremely, supremely fucked up. And you don't, <laughs> That what you gave him was so beyond generous. And just because you 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 offer you you do something for someone at some point, that thing is not permanent. That thing does right. not that doesn't that is not the new expectation or the new level of it. And you taking that away isn't a bait and switch or leading him on at all. That's I was comfortable doing this at that point. I am no longer comfortable doing this. And you have no right to demand or expect that of me because that nobody would expect that. Mm -hmm. That should have been like, a oh, my God. Wow. That's like, of course, like that. Of course, like that. That's so unbelievably kind of you. like, yeah, that's just no, like you. He's been manipulating you from the very beginning. From high school. He's never respected you ever. And he's never going to respect you. He he knew that he could take advantage of you when you were in high school. He kept everything secret. Oh. He said and did things to you that put you in a mental institute for a certain period of time. Everyone in your life is telling you like he needs to be out of your life. You shouldn't settle down with him, be in a relationship with you. He only decided to be with you because he lost everything else. And then even then he's still like manipulating you and using you and taking advantage of you and disrespecting you 1000%. If he needs to go to a homeless shelter, then that's what happens. But he does not need to be in your life anymore. You're better than this. You deserve better. Get out. And there's someone who is literally like on the fucking other side of the like other side of the fucking rainbow. There's someone on the other like right fucking beyond him. There is someone else. And when you get so and you guys have been like this has been like you said, this has been for so long and you've gotten so used to this. And especially when in those like formative teenage years, like that's what develops of what we're used to, especially when he was the first guy you were, you've ever yeah. been with. And like that is. 
it's this is you're not going to come across this again. And this is not I hate to say like this is not normal or whatever, but like this is not what you should ever expect in a relationship. And that's no knock to you for being in this situation because this shit happens. Mm -hmm. We've all been in bad relationships and like we don't let people quote unquote treat us badly. People will treat us badly. We don't have a say in how other people treat us. We have a say in how we respond to that. And then being like, okay, I learned, I can't control how you spoke to me in this time period because I've grown and I've learned. And now I acknowledge that that's not something that's okay. So while I can't change that or change you, I can really focus on me and make sure that I am vetting someone who I date again that is is different than this. And I have something to look out for in regards to these kinds of things. And so that's, there is someone who is so much fucking out, like, out there who is so much fucking better for you. And his responsibility is like, you, you are not responsible for him the same way that he is not responsible for you. And I don't think you think that he's responsible for you, but because you've been in this caretaker position for so long, you feel a sense that you need to provide for him out of obligation, not mm-hmm. because you want to, or because you care for him. And like, he is grateful. And this is something that like makes you feel this is something that you want to do. You it's because you feel obligated to do this. And just because like he, first of all, anyone, when someone says to me like, oh, I tried to break up with my partner and they wouldn't let me, I'm like, that is the most, that's the biggest red flag in the world. That is, that is, gets into a, a like abusive territory. What, what, what he's 100% exactly. Abusive. And like that gets into a point where I'm like, if you're not going to let me do something, if you're not going to, if I don't have the say to say, I want to walk away from this relationship, you say no. That's like you're holding me hostage. Mm-hmm. That is so scary. And that's like such a huge, huge, huge red flag. And I think like people say things in the heat of the moment and like definitely, but like if someone says something like that needs to be like a wow, I that was really fucked up. I need to go to therapy. I need to work on my own shit. Like, feel free if you like I take it like that was act like, but he's this is what you've been conditioned to kind of be. And even if he like says that he didn't mean that we know that this is his pattern and like how he's been treating you over all these years. And it's really not your responsibility. It's not. And it's, it's just not if he has to go, like you said, if he has to go to a homeless shelter, he goes to a homeless shelter. If he has to uh, rekindle his relationship with his mom and stay there, he stay there. If he has to find a friend to stay with, he, he stays there. If he needs to move to where a family member is that he has a relationship with, he can, he can do that, but it's not, his, his, you, it is not your responsibility to provide for him. You are not his parent. And therefore you have to take care of yourself. And that's not at the expense of him at all. Mm -hmm. And I hate him. I hate him so much. I hate him. And I hate, I like can't imagine how he, what he, I can't even imagine what he fucking put you through to have you be institutionalized for a bit. And then what, fucking psychological warfare he must have had to fucking do to be to maintain his place in your life after all of that mm-hmm. that's i i oh it's awful it's fucking awful if that ever if i ever got like fuck god forbid i i was i my behavior led someone to that i would never i would be like i am horrible for you i cannot let my i will not be able to live with myself like i need to remove myself from this situation so the hotline.org is a website you can go to with more information and they can help like facilitate you getting to safety. So, and we can put the link in the show notes as well. 
And I think you did mention that you weren't sure how you were going to pay. Didn't you say that I wasn't sure, wasn't sure how he was going to pay for his rent if he's gone? Uh, I think he said that, but he also said that his lease ends at the end of the year. So yeah, that's what I was going to say that I also think it might be just emotionally and psychologically a great fresh start for you. Mm -hmm. And also then uh, won't know where you live and maybe, you know, move in with a good friend and someone who is like, or move in with like a family member, like move in with someone who uh, knows the situation and Mm -hmm. everything. And also if you move into a new apartment, don't feel like, weird at all talking to like whether it's like a building manager or like any like a neighbor or anything like that and just like letting them know like hey I have a situation I had a situation with someone I used to date um just want to show you a picture of them and um we if you see them if you here's my number if you could please like call me and um or anything like that. And I've done that before. And people are so nice, like so nice and so helpful. And people just want to look out for other people, especially in apartments, mm-hmm. because you have so many people from like every different age range and all of that kind of stuff. And people get it. So I would really encourage you to f- be overly cautious in this situation. Yeah. I hate him. Oh, I hate him. But I wish the best for you. Yeah. I know you're going to have like the best fucking relationship after. Like I just know it. And I have a feeling if you're not in therapy, I, I just have a feeling you'll have a great therapist and you'll love your therapist. And like, it'll just be like a, like a wonderful, you're about to become, not that you're not a butterfly right now, but like, you're about to be like an even bigger butterfly. I don't like butterflies, but I like you. So I probably should have picked something better, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, what, you didn't know I didn't like butterflies? I think it, I know that you don't like butterflies. I just think it's weird not to Have like you seen that SpongeBob episode? Where they zoom into a butter. Oh, I hated it. There's a bunch of Gen Zers and millennials like who just hate butterflies just from that episode. But. Ugh, ugh, ugh. I hate him. Okay, let's play the next one. Hey, Megan and Melissa. Uh, I'm 21 and I have been living with my boyfriend for uh, about a year now. And we actually just bought a house in April. We have two cats and a dog, and I love my cats like my children. They are literally my therapy animals. Um, But the dog, on the other hand, is a nightmare. Uh, He is 12 years old and has no health issues. He's been to the vet within the last month to rule any health issues out, uh, so he's good. But um, this dog pees on my carpets, on my couch, on my bed, on my clothes. Um, He eats my clothes sometimes too. (laughs) He has bitten me and drawn blood four times. Uh, My boyfriend was extremely upset about that in the moment, but he acts like it doesn't happen now. Um, The dog is 50 pounds and comes up to my thigh, just for reference, I'm 5'1". I'm past the point of trying to train him I've watched every YouTube video and I've even paid for an online class. Um, I, I'm paying for everything, by the way. I pay for his treats, his food, his toys, his vet bills. All of that is on me. Um, I know telling my boyfriend that I want his dog gone is going to hurt him. But if I have to wash my couch cushions one more time, I think I'm going to have a fucking brain aneurysm. Oh, and the dog does this in front of you, by the way. Um, It's not like a put him in another room when you're gone sort of situation. Get a baby gauge. Um, 
we we have done both of those things. Um, but he will straight up look you in the eye and then pee on the floor. <laughs> so I really I really just need help on how to tell my boyfriend that I that I hate his dog. <laughs> Thank you guys. Yeah, why the why are you paying for everything? I need to know that. Because yeah. that paired with the fact that you keep saying my couch, my carpet, thought you guys got a house together. Together. Yep. So I don't know if that's if like that's how you guys split the bills. Or yeah, like what? if you paid for these kinds of things, but at the same time, if you pay for stuff and then he pay it should even out. So then it being your couch, it, it, it just gets into a little bit of a tricky situation. And you guys haven't lived together for that long. So I will say that, but like, but they own a house together. Yeah. So. But when you start thinking of things in your home that are shared things as yours, mm-hmm. that that's, that is not, I mean, I, this is a big fucking learning curve for Mots and I in our relationship. And it took a while, like, because he did move into my apartment and like, a lot of stuff that I, I I bought and like prior to him moving in or things like that. And so, but the he's been like, we've been living together for so long that like everything is ours now. And I know for a fact that like when I saw things as mine, that made him feel unwelcome. And like, it didn't make him feel like it was also his home and not to get like dog psychotherapy on this, but I wonder if the dog is feeling that. Like if the dog is feeling like, I don't, I'm not wanted here. This is not my home. This is not like my couch and my, like, do you know what I mean? Like in a way that like, usually when animals like are peeing on things and like stuff like that, it's asserting dominance or there, there, there's some, there's, you know what I mean? There's like some issues Uh there and also pets really reflect their owners. So I would, I don't like, I know it's like, how do I tell my boyfriend I hate his dog? I, first of all, don't don't say that um but i think the and people hate when i do this and it's like well that's not what she asked about i say people like the four people who like leave negative comments um i would at like why are you paying for because you're essentially yeah you're paying for something you're paying for a dog who is treating you shitty so why are you paying for the dog like I don't think the issue is I don't know I think there's something else here yeah I think there's something else here I also think that how can your boyfriend not see that the dog is peeing on everything even if he acts like the biting isn't happening anymore which is fucking ridiculous but uh there's pee on the couch there's pee in the carpet there's pee in on your clothes this is kind of like the driveway. <laughs> There's pee every fucking where. Like how and was this dog acting like this before you guys moved in? Or is this a new learned behavior or a new behavior because you're in a new place, a new uh like it's a, a new dynamic with the cats. Like the dogs oh, yeah. with two cats that they it wasn't living with before. Um with a new person that they weren't leaving with before in like a, a new, smaller yard like something in like a that. new uh house like there's mm-hmm. a lot of new things and so um 
I know that you said you paid for the uh, training, but like virtual training isn't the same as in-person training because there's some people that train dogs have this like special gift to them that they're able to communicate with them. And I don't think doing it through a camera or through a, yeah, through a camera is going to give the proper training that the dog needs. Yeah. I, I think that this, uh, I, the fact that your boyfriend is pretending that the dog, like he's mad in the moment, but then like the fact that he's not, I think the issue here is your boyfriend not taking any initiative. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have to be the one be who's the being one. like, Hey, your dog has like bit me all of these times. And like, I, you're at the end of your rope because he hasn't done anything. And that's not okay because he's, all he's doing in that situation is basically being like, okay, it's fine. And so that's why I wonder if like, he doesn't, yeah, that he feels like it's kind of transference. (laughs) That it's like, it's (laughs) It's the dog. problem. Yeah. And like the kind of stuff that like the dog, like he feels like the dog is, I mean, not necessarily justified in it, but like there's a part of him that's like maybe feels that way or he just doesn't care. And I think it seems like to me, he just doesn't care. Like it doesn't bother if the dog was doing all this stuff before, like he's just used to it and it doesn't bother him and he does not care. And that to me is like, that's (laughs) I don't think that's I think that's a not get rid of the dog issue I think that's get rid of the boyfriend issue who happens to have the dog because Mm -hmm. like and I get that you guys live together so like when I say that I'm not saying like I think it's you have to address the relationship with him because you shouldn't be even be in this position to begin with and I don't think I think that if this is how he is with the dog. I just, I don't, this isn't like an isolated incident. Do you know what I mean? Like this mm-hmm. is kind of something I'm like, if he did like, what? Like, why are you not caring about my, my stuff or like, and our stuff? Like it just, I don't, th- I think if you just get, I don't think the problems will be solved when the dog is gone. I think right. this is kind of, yeah, it's just an, it's just an issue. It's time for don't blame them. Don't blame them is where, a listener calls in with their own advice from a previous episode. So if they had personal experience or they just had um, a revelation. Look at me. I'm growing and changing. I didn't say revelation. <laughs> um, uh, and they want to give their own take on it. I also love this. I think this is an underrated part of the show. I do too. Um, all right. So this is from season six, episode 26. I'll just let them take it away. They have a lot to say. Hi, team. Uh, I am 28 years old. I'm a Gemini, perhaps more importantly, Enneagram 6, Wing 7. Um, and this is a don't blame them. I wanted to respond to the caller from November 23rd episode who wanted advice on how to tell her family that she would not be coming home for Christmas. Megan had mentioned something about cult deprogramming, and I just wanted to speak from my own experience and affirm anybody who's wanting to tell their parents no, their families no, and are navigating feelings of guilt. So over the last few years in weekly therapy, I've come to understand that I was brainwashed by a family member and essentially grew up in a cult-like environment surrounding spirituality, Um, not in my immediate family, but my extended family. It's taken a lot of work to unlearn what I grew up believing, what I was programmed to believe. 
and to work through the PTSD and fear that comes with trying to break that cycle and to begin trusting my own instinct and make my own decisions. Based on what I've worked through the last few years, I'm seeing a lot of parallels with the cult of Trumpism and with more liberal family members trying to contend with that. Around my own trauma, I've had to cut particular family members completely out of my life. And once I identified where the manipulation was coming from, I asked my immediately my immediate family not to talk to them about me and vice versa. This was very uncomfortable, but it's made me so much stronger and happier and freer. In terms of Christmas, um, my sibling recently had their second child. And as much as I want to see the baby... Um, and as much as I don't want to spend Christmas alone, literally by myself, I've made the decision to um, stay where I am for the holidays. My sister and her husband don't wear masks and um, are not taking isolation as serious as I have been the last eight months. And while I've worked to set boundaries around our politics um, and would have been able to handle that pandemic notwithstanding, there's no way I feel comfortable visiting them for Christmas um, with COVID. I'm still having trouble finding the courage to tell her I won't be coming, even though the CDC is literally requesting that people do not travel or visit family. I just wanted to speak power to people who are in the same place as the original caller, because setting these kinds of boundaries with family members takes work. And learning to trust your gut and stand your ground, especially if you have no practice setting limits with family, it can feel so scary and it can make you feel really guilty. I'm just calling to say that anyone who is deciding to stay home, you're doing the right thing. And your relationship with your family will be better in the long run because you let them know who you are and what you stand for. This will not be the last time in your life that you will have to make a decision that's good for your well-being that causes your family discomfort. And like Megan said, you're not responsible for taking care of how your family feels about your decision. You can only own what's yours, and they have to own what's theirs. And that's all I have to say. I love the podcast. We have a therapized bitch here. You can so hear it in her voice. I'm like, I... You should be like, I just, I feel like I just got out of therapy. Like that is, <laughs> you're so right. And you're so, they, I'm so glad that we have someone who uh, has, is going through this and been through this. And I would also really recommend our Facebook group is open again now. And uh, join, like join, like if, if you don't, if you don't have like financial means to join Patreon, and we talk about how we do live streams twice a month on Patreon, which are really really fun and really great for um i mean all of us but especially people who have are are isolating alone and like are spending the holidays alone it's been so nice and fun but if you're not financially able to do that please join our facebook group um you i swear you just binge a bunch of episodes (laughs) and then you'll be able to get in i would just really encourage anyone who is feeling uh kind of like lost and like alone during this time to like we have such a like like I love we love our fucking community and love our listeners so much and it makes us so proud and it makes me feel so good to just I we've cultivated and this is look we've cultivated a group of people who like I it's so amazing to see other people care about other people and it's for anyone who is wanting i really would just encourage people to um join and find other ways and even if it's not joining our facebook group like make scheduling things with your friends and scheduling mm-hmm. things with family and, and doing all of that stuff and i think we can get 
um, kind of negative and which we have every right to feel. We feel negative, feel however the fuck you want to feel whenever. But sometimes I know for me, when I'm upset about something, I'm like, well, nothing. I don't want anything then. Like, I'm just going to be like, and feel that for like a day or so. And then adapt and find those like compromises and those things that you can do that they're not the same. And sometimes it's like, I don't know, tofurkey. I'd rather have a salad. I don't want fake turkey. So make a salad or, or, or make something else. Have a pie. Do something that maybe it's not recreating something that's impossible to recreate right now, but maybe doing like, hey, this is our off the cuff one, like a new weird tradition, doing trivia with friends and that kind of stuff. Here's So for me, this is my first time that I won't be spending holidays with my family at all, period. Like I won't see them um, except for through Zoom. And I've spent every holiday with them my whole life. And so I decided that um, since I won't be, I mean, but just to say like Thanksgiving, we spent the whole day together and I didn't really feel like I was missing out because I like ordered food and Megan had brought me food and it just felt, it still felt special. So um, for Christmas, I decided like, I'm just gonna, I ordered it's very bougie of me, but I ordered. Well, if they haven't learned this about me yet, <laughs> are they fucking kidding? I ordered lobster from Maine that will be uh, sent straight to me the day after it's killed. I mean, so <laughs> I could have got it live, but I decided not to get it live. But it's um, coming from Maine. Um, and I got it because, like, I love seafood, but, like, half of the mm. children in my family are allergic to it so they can't have it so I know that's not something I'm missing out from because I wouldn't be able to have it with them anyway that's really so, smart so yeah so that's like what I'll be doing I'll be having lobster mac and cheese and lobster bisque and lobster oh. knuckle and what else there's more th- oh scallops and shrimp and like I, I got a whole feast it sounds like you did get a value <laughs> yeah pack. i also just want to say you don't know the reference you made but everybody that you just made the the most like natural like you are the sharpay evans you just made from high school musical and she has a song like uh but there's one's like uh, lobster imported from maine <laughs> yes and i literally was like I did my ADHD thing when I don't want to interrupt, where I like put a finger down and be like, you have to say the thing. Oh my God, that made me, that made me, but no, it's true. Like coming up with those new kind of traditions mm-hmm. and that stuff. I think it's when, when you take away and like when you add on, like when you can spend all day with like your family and friends on zoom and stuff, you can get that family aspect of mm-hmm. it. And then when it comes to like the tradition part, I, 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 don't recreate it unless that seems fun to you to attempt but otherwise yeah like I think if we can separate take what we can get from those situations like I can have this one like this time where I can like hang out and like this will be great but like I'm not gonna fucking attempt to make something that like Mm -hmm. is what we normally eat because it's not gonna be the same and it won't make me feel good so like let me have an excuse to do this and I'll do like x y and z instead or even like we did turkey for Thanksgiving um because I wanted to Mm -hmm. but like Mox was like low-key stoked to not have to eat turkey granted I made him eat turkey but we ate turkey with like Nando's hot sauce now that you say that I think he sabotaged on purpose (gasps) You are right. 
you are right. I don't know why I trusted him. No, that's not a tip. I don't know why I believe, not even believed him. I don't know why I didn't question the fact that I took a shower, shaved my fucking legs, like applied moisturizer. Like, I don't even think I, I don't, I didn't do my hair or anything like that. But like, I told him to check the temperature and then come to me. If I was in the shower, I was like, just come in and then tell me what it is. Once the timer goes off, come tell me the temperature. And I like, didn't, I didn't follow up with him. And then I like went out into the kitchen and I, like, my hair's all brushed. I'm all showered. And he was like, oh, it was the same temperature. And I was like, oh, okay. No, Megan, this turkey's not the same fucking temperature. But our oven is so like wonky that I was like, I guess that could have happened if it just like suddenly turned off and back on. Of course not. Of fucking course not. But yeah, find your lobster. Oh, and that's cute because it's also in Friends where it's like, that's your your lobster. Yeah, but that's kind of sad too. <laughs> Why? Because in- lobster's... No, because, like, I'm alone and, like, in the sense that I won't find, I don't have, like, I'll be eating lobster, but I don't have, like, yeah. a man. Okay, so find, <laughs> find a lobster, not your lobster. Yes. And don't watch The Lobster. I wouldn't say it's the holiday movie. No. Uh, I'm watching, I'm going to watch Mariah Carey's Christmas special, Wonder Woman, and then, because <gasps> it comes cool. out that day. Yeah. And then that other movie, whatever it's called, Holiday. No, so oh called? the the uh, happiest season, happiest season. Yeah, I oh, I wouldn't end on that. Oh. Yeah, I'm starting with that. Okay, and it, probably ending with with Mariah. Mariah. Okay, <laughs> I'm like of course. Yeah, hey. are you gonna watch? I have you gonna watch? Do you like Casey Musgraves? Uh, Actually, I, when I was into my sad girl uh, coffee house music, I did, but I ha- I couldn't tell you anything uh, from any new music she's her new music is great but it's it's uh you if you miss the country taylor she's like taylor's no i'm not gonna say that she's like country um but like uh on acid and like stand by the gays okay she's like she like her earliest songs we're talking like we're very much like open on like you know like talking about like gay couples very early on and also like weeds and she did acid for her whole last album um and that's she's like yeah i got inspiration from just doing like a ton of acid and she's very cool um but she has a christmas special and it's like it's so it's like kyle's dream it's like expensive and glitter and pink and so cute it's i loved it i mean i need to watch it again i hate expensive and pink things she's lying she's 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 really lying (laughs) fucking bitch who ordered lobster she's lying it's my treat to myself because i can't instead of a plane you don't have to justify it instead of a plane ticket i bought lobster and i'm not sitting in a pink chair (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that might be one that people don't know but i'm like no you don't you do not hate pink uh well um I guess this episode is coming out after. Yeah, but I think it's still applicable because I feel like the holiday season lasts. Yeah. Past uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Still got New Year's. Oh, God, thank I Truthfully, this is the greatest. This is the this is the only good thing that they've done for us is gotten rid of any fucking New Year's parties. I hate New Year's. I, I usually because my mom's birthday is on the second. So I'm usually just oh, still in Arkansas fun. spending it with my mom yeah but then so. that you that's i hate i don't hate i hate new year's parties oh yeah i hate I the young i hate how people feel like it's like 
everything's going to change with mm-hmm. like especially because like this year it's just going to be a shit show like <laughs> rolling over and starting to clean up the mess but mm-hmm. the people think that like they have to completely change as soon as the year drops and then everybody's trying to like out ho everybody to get the honus out for uh <laughs> like for the end of the year and then, nobody's a you know, worse person in the week before fucking thing yeah. before new year and so then they're like trying to get it all out like as if like the new year means anything to like, as if someone's keeping score yeah i hate it i actually hate it and then everybody is too overly fucking nice for and that whole week and they email you so much being like, let's have coffee. Like, yeah, let's start yes. a new project. And I'm oh like, my get gosh. away. I was trying to find um, an address for something. And I remember somebody that I had emailed with. Um, they worked there. So I figured it had been in their signature, which is that how that's how I found it. But like their last email was from our last email was from like 2018 at the end. And they're like, Let's connect after the new year. Let's get coffee. But that is how everyone is. Yes. But at I least hate it. this time. I mean, people still try to do virtual coffees and shit, but. God, I hate that. It's like people get mad because they're, I hate people. Like the gym rats were like, obviously before now, we're like, oh, I hate New Year's because everyone who doesn't work out comes here and clogs it. And mm. I go, no, no, no. I love that time. I love that time. And, the, and like, especially like when it's like people who are like, when that like, Cause like endorphins, like if you want to be in the gym, like that's a time when people are going because they want to go Mm -hmm. and not because they feel obligated to go. And like, it is just happier. Like it is just a happier time in like a gym because everybody is like, I don't know. And it's like, I I like that time, but that's the only fucking time that Mm -hmm. I like that optimism and that fucking earnestness. Also lots of free deals for Facts. remember we when we were uh gym hopping last oh that was it like all january like we yeah, just like in like, january free give me the free give me the free give that was our that was our literally like our hobby for a it while was. it was just being like so if we do this free we do like extreme couponing but yeah. for, elite, for like fancy gyms in la <laughs> hey you can do it guys it's not hard mm. oh all well, right well this is a super long episode uh, and we wanted to like it's our last treat of the year. Yeah, and, it's uh, our it's our earnestness and being nice for the see, end this of is, the Yeah, year. so don't get fucking used to it. <laughs> We're gonna be done though. Um, no, but we love you all, and we really appreciate all of you. This has been like this is like my favorite. I mean, Megan, it's the only thing you do. I do other stuff sometimes. Um, she had. I'm arguing with myself. This is like my favorite. <laughs> Not only is this actually, yes, it's one of my favorite things. This is like the thing that I am like the most proud of that we've that I do and that we've done. I just I love that we've created something that exists beyond us. And that Mm -hmm. is something that what started off as a podcast of us, you know, like listening to people's like crazy problems and things like that has turned into a community of people who want to help other people and like want to be there for other people. And just, yeah. And I, I. I love it. And especially during this year, it's mm-hmm. been such um, a wonderful thing that I look forward to. And it's been, yeah, we just, we love you guys and we appreciate you. And I can't keep get more into my feels because it, it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll let Megan have all the feelings for this because feelings go. make me very, very See, uncomfortable. These are your so. Aquarius sun and my Aquarius rising. I'm like, uh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, well, guys, if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you could leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. We ask that you keep it under three minutes. Write it down. Practice so you get all your information in there and we're not left being like, I want to know. Why don't we know this? What's this? What's this? Give us as many details as possible. And most of the time, we don't need to know how big someone's dick is um, unless you have extra time. And then for sure, tell us. But get more descriptive. Paint a picture for us. Send it to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, if you want to watch the video version, we're on Patreon. Or if you want to support our show, we would appreciate it so much. We do live streams there twice a month. Uh, our Facebook group is open. And if you want to follow us on Instagram or any of our socials, they're always listed in the description or the show notes, wherever you are listening or watching this. And um, buy my book, buy my presets. And... Um, Check Don't out kill. my other podcasts. Oh, which one do you want to promote? All of them. None. She just wants you to go to her Instagram and then click yeah. on her bio because that's where they all are. Yep. Thank you. We Megan. don't talk all the time. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, one time I'll, I'll, at some point, I'll finally get a website together with everything in one place. I'm Squarespace. Working, I'm working on like changing the name for my company. That's why. Ooh. So it's not just Melissa Diamond Moss Incorporated. That's long, too. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do MDMA? Because I still have to get. Not MDMA, but um, I, I still know have that's to why get, it's a joke. <laughs> I still have to get like I have the paperwork is literally right here, and even oh. if I just do MDM, then um, it has to. I still have to like change yeah. it, but um, I'm changing it to imprint media. So then we have imprint. Oh my god! Everywhere. Yeah, you just like fr- unfroze, thought a little bit of my cold frozen heart. That's so cute. Yeah. Um. What else? Fuck, I had something else to say. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, oh, I was going to say Squarespace, please um, sponsor our show because we use you for our, um, I use you for my website. We also use you for our podcast website and hi, please. Or Wix, I'll switch over. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Squarespace, I love you. Unless Wix, you are listening. But Squarespace, if you're listening, ignore what I just said. Okay, guys, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.